0: Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This
1: is Brandon Marsh the Los Angeles Angels
0: six and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. That's I'm Troy Hunter Jr. A- You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hey what is going on it is your boy johnny mags back at you once again for another edition of the all angels podcast i'm joined as always with Dan garcia another rough week it's starting to pile up on us it's trying
0: to add up real quick Uh
1: it's getting rough it's getting rough we had an email earlier i read it but um, we'll get to it talking about that same situation so uh let's just go ahead and uh, get a few words from our sponsor uh, one of our newest sponsors before we get going on our on our weekly segments but uh our new sponsor, of course, you know, is Blue Chew. So, guys, you remember the days when you were ready to go? Want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in the bed? Well, listen up. BlueChew.com. It's the blue like the door. That's blue like the door or blue like the dumb dodgers. Uh, blue Chew brings you the first chewable and the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know that it
0: works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they are chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you can benefit from a little extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is a fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through.
1: Uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no awkwardness. Uh, No in-person doctor's visits, uh, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, like I said, no more awkwardness. They've made uh, they're made in the USA, so that's reliable, obviously. Uh, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the farms.
0: Right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you order with special promo code armchair. Just pay the five dollars for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use promo code ARMChair to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast.
1: Thank you to Blue Chew. So, again, we're back for another week. Uh, not the best week. It's probably, probably right up there with the worst week. Uh, only one win this week from podcast to podcast, and uh, let's just jump into it, I guess.
0: Well, at and least you were there for the win, so I guess I, that, that's that's yeah. a plus of it, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I'm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it wasn't looking that way either too So let's start with Friday It was the day after we recorded We recorded on an off day Angels have been having all these off days lately it's Yeah, it's, it,
0: it is weird Because they are like in the middle of the week They're kind of like what we were talking last week They played Texas they had a day off before Texas. They played two with Texas. Then they have another day off, and now they have uh, the series against uh, the Boston and Anaheim. So, yeah, it was kind of weird having all these off days back to back to back.
1: For sure. So they played on Friday, and this one was, uh, was a long game. It went 15 innings. The Angels seemed to like we, to go deep I'm about, in the game. I was going to say,
0: okay. when when it got into, like, the 12th, 13th inning, of, was I the only one that thought to myself, like, oh, crap, here we go again. Nah, man. From, it, from the Baltimore series, yeah. when they went, like, you know, I think they went 16 or 17 that game, which to me was just like, Oh, I'm like, thank God, uh, September calls were around the corner. So just in case they did have to go super long and super in deep into the bullpen, they had some fresh arms coming up, you know, within days. Yeah,
1: it. I feel like once Angels go into extras, they're at least gonna go like 12 or 13. I feel like it's, it's not a gonna given. end at 10 yeah, or 11. Yeah,
0: it, that that's too easy. Yeah.
1: So it was uh, Suarez started this game. He went five innings, four hits, four and runs. You know, the Angels were only able to they were well, not only able. I mean, 16. Six runs for 15, I guess that is only. But 11 hits in the game, it was just one of those games. I mean, there's nothing you can say about this game other than, like, you know, the better teams in not prevail and it proved
0: Right, yeah. I mean, this game, again, too. And I, I have a feeling once, like, you know, these extra inning games, once you get, kind of get deep into them, it's kind of a, a luck of the, you know, a bounce here, a bounce there. But mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying, Suarez did a pretty good, considering what he, what he was, he's been doing a pretty good job this game, going five innings. Um, you know No way came up Gave up two runs But after that The bullpen shut him out yeah. For eight innings Which you know We'll get to as the week goes on That's kind of a rare thing For the bullpen And they had to go to Cahill Because obviously his um, The arm being Kind of like the distance guy For the bullpen He had to Going at that point, I heard a lot of people complain like, "Oh, why, you bring, yeah. Cahill, why you bring Cahill? Why bring Cahill?" Like, because it was the fourteenth. Yeah, what do you want like... them to do burn a starter. <laughs> it's or, not and... like it was the seventh or the sixth yeah. or something like that. Then I'd be like, "Yeah, you're right. Why? Why do it now?" But when you're in that uh, game where it's that late in the in the in the game, you have to just go with a guy that's going to eat you up a couple of innings, whether whether or not you kind of win or lose. But you just need that those innings eaten up um, another. I guess uh, plus side from this game was uh, Brian Goodwin with his two solo home runs. Again, a mm-hmm. guy that's kind of, um, you know, we could talk about it when we get to the offseason. but I feel like he's kind of playing for a job right now oh, right? No and, he, and he's showing out for it. So that's cool to see him continue to, to uh, produce and, and in the lineup and you see him now getting more and more at bats as the season goes on.
1: Yeah. He's been a bright spot, you know, throughout all this madness of the 2019 season, Brian Goodwin is uh, definitely playing his career best year. So, Definitely going to earn his paycheck next year. He's going to earn that right, money. yeah. Whether, go, it's with good the Angels,
0: whether it's with the Angels or not, I mean, that's something we'll just we'll have to see as a, as the off goes on. I would hope that he, he does. I return. hope they do, but then also if he continues this hot streak, what he's what what he's under control for, I I, I would think he would be a trade chip possibility. Not saying I'm that, not he. not saying that it was a, it's an automatic to get rid of him, but yeah. if they if he's a sweetener in a deal, I, mm-hmm. I don't see why not. Especially like, sure. especially like. Uh, we've talked before, you have Adele coming up, you have, you know, Michael Hermosillo, who is still um, a, a pretty good, you know, utility, or not utility, but like a fourth outfielder type. So, um, you know, I think there's enough depth there to where if he's like the last piece in a trade, I think that that's not a bad thing for the Angels to look into.
1: No, for sure. Uh, a lot of the times what happens with teams is they hold on to a guy for too long or, you know, that his value goes down like we mentioned it. A couple of years ago, we wanted Taylor Blake Ward to get traded. Not last year, but the not, year before. Not, not Taylor Blake Ward Taylor, not Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward. I'm sorry, Taylor, Taylor Blake Ward. Blake. Yeah, we friend. were like, trade him to where? He, where? Where is he going to go? We could trade Taylor Blake Ward to our podcast and give would be the third guy on our podcast. Right, so exactly. Awesome. <laughs> That's no. really
0: tra- Man, that, but that'd be some heavy uh, compensation going back, though. I'm not going to be I'm going to
1: be honest. Um, no, but check out the Locked On Angels podcast. Um, so, Saturday's game, I was there literally half hour before the game started. My buddy hit me up He said he has two tickets He has season tickets And they're right Literally right Behind the Angels bullpen Like I could put my feet up On the bullpen And uh I I Looked at my fiance I said Freddie said he's got He's got two tickets You wanna go She's a Red Sox fan we're boo. like, let's go! Yeah, I wish
0: I, had, I wish I would have thought about that. I would have had uh, a boo sound, man. Boo. Maybe I can edit it in later. Boo! But uh,
1: sitting around, a bunch, there was a lot, of, a lot of Red Sox fans. But luckily, in the section where we were sitting, it was way more Angels fans, which was good. This game, so it started by Dylan Peters. He went six in a third, seven hits, three and runs. I thought he did well. He struck out six. He didn't walk anybody, um, which was. What the Angels needed, considering you know um, they them going 15 innings the day before. Yeah, Dylan Peters did well. I think he did okay. Yeah,
0: he's he is up and down. He's I, 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 I hate to say, it, but he's kind of one of those typical Angels pitchers right now, where he's very up and down. He'll have a really good outing one um, one day, but then maybe the two or three outings later, you he kind of blows up. You kind of fi- trying to figure out why. But again, and I think you'll see this a lot throughout the rest of the season. Some of these guys are are pitching, are playing for uh, either this team next. Next year, or for possibly another team next year, whether uh, Peters, you know, if they tendered him an offer or not, I don't know. But uh, maybe he, like we talked before, we didn't need that sixth starter. Maybe mm-hmm. he can be in the in the conversation for a sixth starter. So again, these guys are, are pitching and hitting and, and and doing all that stuff right now for their jobs next year. So again, not a bad not a bad outing by Peters at all, considering what or you know, kind of his role in the team.
1: Yeah, this was a close game. It was back and forth. But something special, kind of semi-special happened in the, in the third inning. Uh, Mike Trout go, goes ahead and robs a bag doing this. There goes Trout. Big jump. Good one, a swing and a miss. And Trout has just picked up career stolen base number 200.
0: Pick the right pitch. Picks up career number 200 as far as stolen base for Trout. The youngest ever for 200 steals and 250 home runs at the age of 28.
1: We're not- There's all these cool little like baseball like kind of quote yeah. unquote records, and that's yeah. a cool one. Where... Youngest
0: to this, youngest to that, yeah. fastest to this, and by the end of this week when we get to the end, you know he's gonna be pretty close to an angel record, pretty close here. But yeah, uh, that's pretty cool to see that. Now he's you know he's still in the bag. Uh, youngest to like they said 250 home runs, 100 200, or 200 so. stolen bases, but it's cool to see these little um, history yeah history mm-hmm. things going on during the season. Uh,
1: the Red Sox were four to three until the eighth. When the Angels exploded for seven runs, capped by David Fletcher RBI double, and then followed by a uh, Goodwin single up the middle to score a run. But then the nail in the coffin, in my opinion, well, obviously it was, Albert Pujols goes deep with a three-run shot. Albert shoots went out toward right center field, taking Betts back to the track near the wall, leaps up. That was off the top of the wall. That one pretty much put the game out of reach as the Angels won 10-4 to against the Red Sox. Just right a- now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. <laughs> it was just a, one of those games where you figured they'd probably lose – a Close one again, he seemed to lose them like that. It was, and, it was getting to that point, yeah. And uh, just again, a good at there in the seventh inning, they just uh, string together a bunch of singles. A, a, a
0: cool little uh, again, this game towards the year where you're gonna have these little you know, quickest of this, or in Albert's case, his climb up the record birds with record books with you know, extra base hits, home runs, RBIs. But um, that was Albert's 20th home run in his 17th year of his career. So only other players in MLB history to have at least 17 or more, Hank Aaron, Frank Robinson, Barry Bonds, Willie Mays. That's Crazy. crazy. That is some crazy yeah. uh, company to keep and something like that for the longevity of it. I mean, you see right. guys come in, blast 30 home runs for four or five years, and then they're kind of like what happened to them. But to do at least 20 home runs in 17 years of a career is as that's some guys that's two of some people's careers yeah so that's pretty crazy
1: that's that's impressive without without a doubt all right so moving on to sunday's game the angels looked to take the series they did not however losing this one four to three andrew heaney went five innings gave up seven hits in runs two walks first strikeouts the red sox jumped ahead early scoring all four runs in the by the fourth inning and that would be it as the Angels, you know, they chipped away, but it could only muster up three runs through eight hits. They lose 4-3, another close game to the Red Sox.
0: Yeah, and these close games are kind of they're kind of disappointing because you were hope one of them would go the Angels' way, and as the week goes on, you know, they don't. But um, Andrew Haney, a lot of hype, a lot of anticipation for this next start, having two really good ones back-to-back. Five innings, you know, four runs. Not great, you know, but... Um, 97 pitches. So his pitch count was up there. Um, Upton hits his 10th home run. Again, a guy that um, his average, you know, his average isn't going to be there. I don't think it's ever going to be as high as it once was, but I think once you get him a full spring training and, and for the most part, a a normal timetable to the season, I think he can still be a very productive uh, power hitter. You know, he has 10 home runs now. If, if he plays a full season, that's can very easily get up to 25. Thirty. So um, again, that's you know that's kind of the unfortunate thing where they weren't able to, to muster a couple more runs and, and, and kind of squeak one out and take a series win over Boston, who you know kind of is competing for a playoff spot. So it is it, it, at this point you kind of do want to play spoiler at least a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. You want to win those games and try, try to play for something, you know. And unfortunately, you know, starting to pile up like we mentioned. So they had an off day Monday, like we mentioned, another weird weekday. Right. You day. would think,
0: you would think, and I, I was watching a game I Forgot what game I was watching on Monday. Uh, but you would think they were talking about, you would think all 4th of July Memorial day, labor day, like these big holidays, you would think MLB would make it a, a, a priority to get every team playing on these big holidays because everyone's yeah. off of work. Mm-hmm. Everyone can get to the ballpark. Um, you know, the whole America's pastime kind of deal. So especially with like labor day and Memorial day, that's kind of ties in together. 4th of July, it all ties in together. Right. Um, yeah it was kind of weird that that you know they had this holiday for uh you know where the vast majority of people are off of work and yet the angels weren't playing if they were playing a home game on Monday, there was a good chance you know me and my wife probably would have went out there and checked it out because we weren't doing anything that day, right. but you know it was kind of weird to have a holiday and no angels baseball that day,
1: yeah, it was a, literally an off day uh so heading into Tuesday, they started the series against the a's uh hope to get a win here, but they don't they lose seven to five it was a close game, Berea went four innings. Um, Man, I can't even read my own writing, but I think nine hits, four runs, two walks, five Ks. Not much to say about this game. It's a back and forth game. The Another close game. They seem to play.
0: That's what I was saying. Yeah, you yeah. would hope one of these close games yeah. would, would go towards the Angels, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't been able to work Mm-mm. out that way. And, you know, when you get home runs from Trout, Pujols, and, and Upton in one game, yeah. normally that means, hey, you know, the Angels are going to come away with a win. But for whatever reason, this time the bullpen... Um, has continued to struggle recently. Yeah, it's 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 the tired arms. I think it's it's guys maybe oh, no yep. trying too hard to get their and maybe the confidence are gone kind mm-hmm. of deal. So you kind of are putting him out there. And I think this is probably majority with what's going on with Budtrey. I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but, right? But his stuff is there. Like he's still just you know, not. He's his, his velos there. Yeah. You know, he's not like dipping getting down. Hit. He's just getting he's hit. He's getting now. hit. So yeah. I don't know if it's like a confidence thing, and that's why they keep on putting him out there yeah. to try to work back his confidence. Because you know, with relievers. You have three or four good outings, and all of a sudden, boom, you're back to what you were. But yeah, the bullpen has definitely been an issue within the last, you know, week, two weeks, and or even the, maybe even the second whole second half of the season. It's definitely
1: but. dog days now. Dog days of summer again to these guys, and I mean, it's... All signs definitely have to point to, man, these guys have been overworked and it's catching up to
0: them. Yeah, it's catching up to me. And you kind of knew it was happening. It was going to happen. You just, it sucks (laughs) to kind of see it when it does. Like you see the train coming and when it gets here, you're still like crap. Even though you saw it coming, you know, for us two, three months ago. Right. But when it finally gets here, you're like, ah, this is painful. It's
1: like walking on quicksand. You're like, I need to get over there. It's going to be a pain (laughs) in the ass to get over there. I still got you gotta you gotta to try to make your way out of it and it's just it's terrible. it's bad right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh heading into uh, uh was it Tuesday's game or we, Wednesday? Wednesday? Wednesday, yep. Wednesday's game. Not much to say about it. There was just no offense. Uh Sandoval only went three and a third, followed by Jake Jewell, who went one and two thirds. He gave up three runs. That was really it. It was four nothing, uh ace victory, no, just
0: nothing. yeah nothing. Uh, nothing Patrick nothing Sandoval again goes only three and a third with, yeah his pitch count was at 52 so it wasn't super high or high at all um what what, why do you think the angels are are, are doing this with with you know i guess we'll have to see how his next outing goes if this a, if this is a um a, a, a repeat or if this is going to be like a a thing they're going to do for us of the year or what i don't know
1: it was weird to me i'm i'm i started to think well are they only gonna are they gonna use like a starter for four and then, and then, kind of do the reverse opener, like you know, you know what I mean. Like, kind of do like the reverse of an opener, where they only expect the starter to go three or four innings, and then start bringing in the closer or the relievers. I don't know. I don't like it personally. I just feel like, you know, as a starter, you have a, a certain type of mentality where, like, I'm going to start the game and I'm going to go for as long as I can. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Like, go as hard as you can for, you know, give me at least three innings and go as hard as you can for three innings, and then we'll we'll go from there. But. Personally, as a pitcher growing up, and ah man, I don't know, man. Yeah, Are you
0: I'll, gonna do a, a get whole, off my lawn? Yeah, thing. a whole back in back in my day. I remember when I pitched. Yeah, back to back days, hundred well, innings. Yeah, hundred innings exactly.
1: in uh, two months. And,
0: and I don't. I mean, again, this is his first year talking about Sandoval in the majors. Um, he hasn't had a ton of, uh, I don't want to say pitching experience because he has, but as far as like, this year was his first year. And 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 AAA, and then all of a sudden got kind of the fast track to to the majors. And to be honest, I don't know necessarily if he would even be in the majors right now if it wasn't for uh, the injuries and just kind of like the lack of depth. But I, I kind of feel like it's one of those things where they are kind of protecting him, keeping his his innings and pitches down. Because um, Jeff Fletcher from the OC Register tweeted out something right after the um, his start where again he only went. Fifty-two pitches into the season, he talked about. He talked about why uh, he pushed. He they got pulled out, and I'm trying to look it up right now. But they said something about. Uh, here it is. Last year, Panic Sandvall threw uh, 1,739 pitches, all in the minors. This year, he's already close to two. He's just one pitch below 2,000 pitches, including 475 in the majors. So I have a feeling it's kind of one of those things where you're not really playing for much right now. So let's try to protect these guys from themselves and and kind of keep them on a pitch mm-hmm. count, keep them, get them out there, get their work in, but then pull them, not risk anything.
1: Do you feel like maybe that's too much babying at some point, though? too? Oh, I
0: think it is. I think.
1: Like, how are you gonna how no, are you gonna just, develop his arm? And, and and
0: that's and that's the big thing about about um pitchers now. But I mean develop the arm how he's already pitching more innings than he did last year he's already pitching more innings than he did last year so in that aspect he is I mean, developing but
1: well,
0: as far as yeah. i guess it kind of depends too on the angels and where they see him long term everyone right. sees him as a starting pitcher now does that mean if they get who they want to get and they can use him as a bullpen three inning guy well
1: well my thing is like we like you said where like he went 2001 1499 last year he's at almost at 2000 does it say 2000 now but at some point like like you said, I guess it's where they see him. But at some point, he's gonna have to go over two thousand pitches.
0: Like, oh yeah, oh, you know, he, if, if, he, well he will next yeah. next outing. I mean, or, th- these aren't his final numbers, right, right. obviously. So he but. still has oh, what what's today today's the fifth. So he still has the rest of this month. So what, maybe like three or four more starts left yeah. in the year. Um, he goes out there, throws another. Let's just say fifty-five pitches per start. That's still almost that's still over. It's gonna be about two hundred p- pitches more. Mm-hmm. Um, so his development isn't done. Um, I would love to know if maybe they're working with him a little bit more so on the side, like in his bullpen sessions, maybe trying to fine-tune it. And because of that extra workload, maybe maybe they're scaling back to in-game workload. I'm not sure because... I mean, you know, you can't. Once you're on the mound in a game, you have to go with what's working. Once you're in a right. bullpen session, you can. Hey, my 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 changeup's feeling a little weird. Maybe I can try my grip here, or maybe mm-hmm. my curveball. I want to try to get more spin on it. Okay, let me try it here. You can't do that in a game. So yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Maybe I would love to be able to, to kind of see how that's going. But maybe they're working him a little bit more in the in the bullpen sessions to try to fine tune some things where he didn't have an opportunity of doing that stuff in the minors because he had to get called up yeah. because of everything. I mean, it, it's just a bunch of stuff out there. And and we don't know, but I mean, I, I'm sure there's there's a method to the madness. And again, if next start he goes seven innings and pitches 98. 98 that throws that, everything that coming. throws everything yeah. we just said completely out of the out of the window. So it's something to keep an eye out for. Something I will keep an eye out for yeah, as the season true. goes. But um, just something that was when I saw the, the yeah it was weird the the, the, the stat line mm-hmm. come through and I was like, wait, he got pulled after a win. It, yeah. it kind of made me raise my eyebrows a little bit. Yeah, I was like, oh
1: god, not another one. You know, so well,
0: yeah, that's and, yeah. and it's funny though, that's the Angels fans. Um, kind of automatic mentality yeah. like oh some guy got pulled early oh crap tommy john oh crap uh yeah. you know yeah. shoulder or something or other. yeah
1: right so today as we record they played earlier in the day and this one was it was a tough one we have an, another email this was an opener bard uh started he gave up one run and then suarez went five and a third giving up five hits and two and runs the you know, names were in control of this one uh angels were winning six to one hitting in the seventh and then uh that's when the Ace scored seven and Buttree just really struggled. He gave up four of those earned runs. He walked three guys. Yeah, and they and, didn't and, get it out.
0: But say and that's the worst part of it. It necessarily these guys are are putting hits to hits to hits. It's like when you're walking yeah, you're just, guys, I mean there's nothing
1: free bases. Yeah,
0: and that, that's the quickest way to sink a team for a game, is just walk guys. I mean, <clears> you go from the top to the bottom of the um the pitching that day, <clears> you had seven total walks, and I mean, for like a eight inning. Game for the pitching side of it, you know that's one walk. You're automatically playing with a guy on base. Yeah, every, every inning. inning. So that's not a winning formula, and especially when it comes down to crunch time and you have the bases loaded and you walk in mm-hmm. a guy. Uh, I, at a certain point, especially when you're up that early in a game as a pitcher, you just kind of have to try to get get strikes. Let him put the ball in play. If he mm-hmm. hits a solo home run, okay, no big deal. But the worst thing you can do. put two guys when you walk maybe another hit now bases are loaded and now you walk another dude or something like along those lines yeah um yeah it was real just kind of frustrating to see like just throw strike throw strike i know it's easier said than done but right and i think that's what kind of comes through the whole butt tree confidence thing maybe he's trying a little too hard to paint that corner and he doesn't really need to because of the fact of his stuff i think he has good enough stuff to blow people by, and I, I'm guessing he doesn't feel it right now, so that's right. why he's feeling like he has to try Trying to get to too cute, exactly, and try to get yeah. those corners, get that you know called third strikes instead of just hey, here's my stuff, come and get it, and swing at third strikes.
1: Garrett Richards syndrome. Um, hey, at least Mark Trout hammered in this game.
0: Right? Yeah, 45. I mean, what's their record now? 40? Was 47? It's five. five i don't know from the angels oh the day? angels yeah. home run record yeah, yeah. it's 47 so yeah, 47. he's two away from tying away. It. so by the time we get to this podcast next week there's a good chance he will uh i mean
1: move it, over to a uh, uh,
0: right mike trout has another like 10 years left in him he's gonna break the record already <laughs> yeah um dude and that bomb that was a bomb that i don't thing know if you saw shot. it or, or oh, people yeah. out there seeing it um Straight away oh, center Oakland, Oakland has What they call Mount Davis For oh, Al Davis And it it was, it was all the way up there It was It was an absolute bomb In the day Where the ball carries Really well Yeah But uh, Angels yeah.
1: lose this one 10 to 6 Again From podcast From last podcast This podcast They only won that one game On Saturday Against the Red Sox, I guess, like we were mentioning, it's starting to pile up. Dog days of summer, the team, just everything that's happened to this team. I mean, it's starting to trying to get to them now, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, one of the good things I guess we could talk, take away is um, the sudden resurgence, the newfound youth of Albert Pujols with yeah, the last month. Really well. Um, he got one hit today, but before that, um, from beginning of August to now, he was batting just below three hundred. He's batting two ninety nine. For the month of a August, of RBIs, a, lot a lot of RBI's, RBIs four home runs, twenty two RBI's. Again, this is from the beginning of August <laughs> to yesterday, and then again, he got one hit today. But um, you know, hey, if, if him playing first base part time keeps his lower half healthy, I think you are going to have to do that because I mean, I don't think he's going anywhere. No matter how many people want him to retire or Angels do cut him or whatever, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So he's going to have to be a part time player, and it seems like. He's been able to at least produce um well, obviously not to the contract standards, but I mean if you're if I were to tell you those numbers just for a guy playing first base, you would take it. Oh yeah, no doubt. The money issue is what it is what it is, but um he is finding some kind of hot streak right now between him and Goodwin. It's it's really good to see some other guys step up um offensively for the team and hopefully um pitching staff can work through there and and, and get some outs. Yeah.
1: Well, Definitely would like to see Albert continue this in the next year considering, you know, Otani is probably going to take a, you know, he's going to be a, hopefully, knock on, there's no wood around me here, but he'll make his resurgence, he'll make his way back to the rotation. That that leaves that DH spot kind of like up in the air. So, you know, like, what are they going to do? So, Albert, you know, like you said, I'll take those numbers any day of the week. The thing that told us back is we were expecting the Albert Pujols, that's earning $34 million. We should have known better or we should know better than to think that we were going to get, you know, St. Louis. Prime. Cars. Yeah. Albert Pujols. So. All right. Cool. Well, and that's going to do it for our weekly segment. Um,
0: I guess the, and the news wise, I guess the biggest right. thing um, that happened this week was just September call ups. Um, you know, a lot of these faces that got called up you've seen they before because they've been working oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they've been working through yeah. the the angel organizations like Jake Jules got called up, uh, um Jose Rodriguez got called up, you know, Anthony Ben Boom's come come back up. You have your guys like uh Bohr, Walsh, Ward, those guys all got called up. Michael Hermesillo got called up for extra depth in the outfield. Um but I guess one of the big um non call ups was Jose Rojas. Who finished the season? I think leading uh, the AAA and AAA, uh, the Pacific Coast League. I think leading it in, in RBIs did not get a call up for September. Mm-hmm. So uh, some people were upset about that being him being a Anaheim uh, local, being yeah. from the area. Um, how do you feel about that kind of snub? I guess if you want to call it that way,
1: it doesn't really bother me. Just because I feel like he's his future with the Angels isn't there. Really, isn't one. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to sound cold. Yeah, I mean he is. He is. There's a log jam there. As of
0: right now, he is a Rule Five draft eligible player coming in the off season. So, um, if the Angels don't end up putting him on the 40 man roster by the end of or at the end of this year, he will be draft eligible, and then I'm I'm sure I'm sure someone will pick him up because I mean, especially if you're a team that's young and needs kind of depth and and um, players. Uh, he would be a great guy to have on there, but it just it it, it kind of sucks at the fact that he's at his hometown team. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. and that's that's more like the fan part of it, but uh, business wise, you know, it, it's it's kind of hard because I don't know where he would necessarily be getting. Um, he's not on the Angels depth chart, right? I mean, he's, he's not, not, not getting play. where he's going to get at bats because I mean, you got uh, Renhifo, Fletcher, Simmons, um, Thais can play third, Ward plays third, and I think it's more important now. Um, to see what Ward can do because I think was well, he gonna be like 26 25 26 um so you kind of have to figure out what he is and whether or not you're gonna continue going that direction or you know or, or what but yeah doesn't it, just, it just doesn't seem it seemed like it was a numbers game and when everyone got accounted for he was just kind of like the odd man left for that
1: yeah it doesn't it didn't really bother it's you know I feel bad for the guy obviously right. mm-hmm. putting up great numbers. <laughs> I do. But when you look at it, like, where like where really were they going to put them? Like, you know what I mean? Like,
0: right, yeah. It's just kind of an at-bat. You're going to
1: take somebody out of that f- roster and they're going to piss off a lot of people. Like, right. what are you right. going to do? Yeah. So, you no, know, it was damned if you do, damned if you don't for the Angels to call. To yeah. Either bring him up or not bring him up. So, all right. So, that's going to wrap it up for the segment of the show. Let's, uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back. Uh, but before we do, football is back. A.B. is in Oakland, kind of. Sort suspended. of.
0: Yeah, that's a whole another uh, issue right now.
1: Le'Veon's with the Jets. O.B.J. and Jerv- uh, Jervis Landry have teamed up again in Cleveland. One thing that hasn't changed, though, is where I'm pick- placing my bets this season. That's my bookie. It's the place to bet uh, on football. Every weekend, my bookie has better bonuses than in any more, uh, and more prop bets than any sports book in the business, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. It only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge uh, cash price pool.
0: I would only recommend a service to my listeners that have been good to me. That's why my book is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fan guys out there, you can bet the under over on how many fantasy points each player will score each game.
1: Uh, up to 1,000 f- uh, first deposit bonus. Double your first deposit Put in 100 and and MyBookie will give you an extra 100 to gamble with. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag. And don't forget to use the promo code CHAIR when creating your account to claim the bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Bet when, get paid. Cook Listen to my show, the Punk Corner on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. So, thanks again to my bookie um, for sponsoring the show again, Blue Chew, as well as Epic Radio and GroomGoon.com. Again, we are part of the Armchair Media Network of podcasts. So, you know, again, the sponsors of the show uh, huge to us. Again, Armchair. Bring us that let's uh let's jump into uh our email questions right now we didn't do a poll this week we figured that we'd be like chris san diego and 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 no show the poll this week (laughs) and uh
0: uh, speaking of which he's not exactly here right now either
1: yeah see there you go where in the world is christopher san diego uh first email comes from duncan healy it's not much of a question it's pretty much a statement god we're terrible it's getting harder and harder (laughs) to continue to watch us lose it really is i understand i understand um it, it it's it's just really hard, you know. Especially like a game of the day. Like I was watching most of it, and I had stuff I needed to do. And we were up six to one in the seventh, and I'm like, you, yeah, I should know better, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm like six one, cool, you know, whatever. And I literally was caught up in doing a bunch of stuff. I'm I'm selling a house. I'm planning a wedding. My brain is everywhere, so I completely forget. I check my phone. We lost ten to six, and I'm like, right, it was f, you know. Yeah,
0: every every what is what's the saying uh it's going to get worse before it gets better kind of deal so yeah i kind of think i kind of feel that's what the angels are going, going to go through right now um, yeah i mean obviously i don't think they're this bad of a team but it was just everything it's the, the, no. the circumstances behind yeah. everything and yeah. the pitches have been super worked uh young guys are, that are super green i mean the majority of your starting rotation there are guys that are really young and and really inexperienced and you're just, just trying to um, get that experience one way or the other. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Um, the schedule doesn't help the playing. A lot of teams that are in playoff contention yeah. are in, or yeah, are in the all. playoffs right now. So yeah. that definitely doesn't help at all. So. Teams
1: that want to win this late in the season, like, you know, it's ter- It's bad. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, next, er, we're on Instagram live for those of you uh, who are on Instagram. Shoot us some questions if you want on Instagram live. Um, Whatever, we'll talk about anything at this point. Um, (laughs) Next email that you can email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com comes from Edward Vizcaino. He said, A game like today, no matter how far behind in the standings we are, is always very frustrating. Loss, just terrible. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna pinpoint or blame anyone. We just aren't very good. But it doesn't make it any less frustrating.
0: Yeah, it goes back to what I was You're saying. Right. Yeah, that just... makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes a ton of sense. Um, what good does it do you to blame anybody? At this right, point? and and I don't think and I don't think it's one one thing. Like I don't think it's it's just the pitching staff, or I don't think it's just the coaches. I don't think it's just the the you know offense. I, I mean, there's it seems like it's a kind of one of those perfect storms of a bunch of stuff that just kind of happens. You know, so I, 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 I'm I, with him. There's not one person to point the finger. There's not one thing you can do to point the finger. So, um, yeah, we're just going to have to kind of, like I said, deal with it until uh, the beginning of next year. And, I mean, obviously, you're hoping for uh, an infusion of young talent next year with, you know, Joe Adele coming up and, and maybe it's these younger guys developing a little bit more. So I still think this isn't a team that is is going to be horrible forever. I think it's one of those things where you have to kind of take your lumps to grow from it, and, and with these young pitchers, I think that's exactly what they're doing right now is they're taking their lumps and hopefully they can grow and mature and, and figure some things out for next year because that will be the ultimate goal. Um, I think even going into this year, that was the ultimate goal is next year in 2021.
1: At this point, there's no – I mean, I understand what, what Edward is saying about being frustrating and doesn't make it any better or doesn't make it any easier, but at this point, it, we should know like, all right, if we lose well what what difference does it make, but yeah it's just it's just hard to be okay with it and not be okay with it you, you gotta you just kind of gotta accept it, I guess, like you said, take your lumps and and hope for the better for next season, that's all we can do
0: so we have a comment on Instagram live says, yes, but we need pitcher pitcher, my friend, this is my opinion, yeah, we need pitchers, but we can't go and get them oh, right yeah, now. No, no, no. so I mean uh, obviously the off season's a whole different thing. We can yeah. talk about that when the season when the off season comes up, but yeah. As of the, how the team is structured right now, you can't go out and make a trade. You can't go out yeah, you know. and sign anyone of really of any kind of stature right now. So for what?
1: We, for what? Too like there's no real. Well, reason right. Why. I
0: mean, the only thing you can ever do is really is if somehow, some way, there's like a young, prom, promising free agent pitcher wise, and you want to bring them up to or sign them to you know have. An opportunity to show what you can do, but that's never going to happen because if you have young pitching talent, I mean they're <laughs> they're stuck with their organization. They're not going to let them go. Yeah. So as of right now, um, as this team is presently constituted, this is what you have. You're not going to be able to do anything. You're not going to be able to sign, trade, or do any of that stuff. But for what we have, um, you just kind of have to take your lumps with what what's what's going on with the team. So yeah, um, that's I mean that's just honestly that's just one way of looking at it. That's our opinion of it. So again, we are on. Uh, Instagram live. So we'll take a question from Instagram live right now from J Jacobs four three one one. Do you have, a, do we have a legit chance of signing Garrett Cole and offering Haney a nice extension?
1: Ah, obviously every everybody has a shot at Garrett Cole, especially the I mean, Angels who yeah, have a lot of money. I think honest I
0: think everything you're seeing, everything you're reading, I think um, Angels are probably on the top two as far as um, going to sign Garrett Cole again. I think it's going to come down to. They are going to have to match what he wants. If you try to get out of this cheap, it's not going to work out for you. I think he likes to come here. I think he would want to come here. I just think um, you kind of have to match what he wants. I don't know. If, I don't know if he likes Angel so much to give a discount, but um, I, I think he'll be okay. I think it's it's not bad. I, you know, as far as the Haney extension, you don't need to. Yeah, you don't. To you really don't, don't need to even think about that right now. He's yeah. under contract. Uh, he's under team control till the end of 2022 so that's more of a, an issue you might want to hold off until 2021 yeah right? somewhere around yeah, there yeah yeah prove that he can stay healthy because obviously for his thing is that's that's the issue that elbow his, his performances when he's healthy <laughs> and out there are, are good good enough to get an extension of some sort but you just have to wait and see to make sure that he is healthy enough to give you yeah confidence and give an extension don't jump the gun and
1: give him a four or five year deal when you know yeah his, his uh his track record of getting injured is is right, you know. It's not very good.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and then two kind of what some people are saying on on Instagram Live. We need two legit pitchers for next year. No, I agree. They do. Yeah, I mean that would obviously be the um, uh, the ideal situation for the Angels next year to get two. You know, obviously if Garrett Cole comes up, he's going to be your ace, and then after that, you don't necessarily need a top end pitcher you need a solid number two number three yeah. some guy like that's in between again you're gonna have Otani back um, next year as a pitcher you're gonna have um, hopefully Andrew Haney back to 100% and then Griffin Canning back to 100% and then hopefully these young guys right now that are kind of going through the lumps um, are able to mature in the offseason and grow and you know re- remember these guys I, I think I saw it uh, uh, when you watching the game they throw a thing on the screen I think the angels have the youngest by average age um, pitching rotation in the majors. Yeah. So, again, um, these, these guys have developed. And that's a, yeah. whole, that's a whole nother question. You don't know how that's going to end up, but that's exactly what the Angels need is these guys to develop and hopefully um, continue that kind of uh, streak. Um, let's go. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, here's another one uh, from Dan D-man underscore 714. What the hell is wrong with our team? Why can't we just win? It's just injuries and a bunch of other and, other stuff that, I mean, it's kind of out of the team's controls at this point. Um, but, again, it, it's just it's unfortunate that, you know, obviously the Tyler Skaggs thing happened. That's a huge setback for any team, regardless if it's the Angels or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but obviously the injuries to – you had Haney on the shelf for a long time. You have Canning. Upton, Otani. Upton, O'Tani. You know, I think next year is definitely going to be Kozar. I think next year is definitely going to have a, a whole different um, feel to it, a whole, and, whole different um, kind of excitement, if yeah. they, especially if they do sign Gary I think excitement yeah. next year is going to be off the chains. So for all the fans out there, I know it's, it's hard to watch now, but I, I look at it as um, when when you're with a team when it struggles and you yeah. kind of don't hide from it. Then, yeah, I mean, you know, you can enjoy those good years a little bit more. Yeah, you know what and I mean? You
1: enjoy the fruits of your labor. And it's, um,
0: it's funny though, because we went to, uh, you know, me and my wife, we go to Disneyland all the time. And, and I like it because it's a great place to see a lot of people, you know, in a, in a fairly small area. When the Seahawks won the World Series, or not World Series, the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, good God.
0: Like maybe three weeks, we went three weeks like afterwards, somewhere around there. And all of a sudden, you'd say to yourself, well, where do all these Seahawk jerseys come from? And same thing when before Golden State went on their crazy run in the NBA Finals yeah maybe you would see a jersey here or there all of a sudden they start going on this this crazy run now you see Curry there Durant there Green there so it's kind of like are you going to be one of those fans that's like I'm only going to rep my stuff when they're winning or are you going to try to be like hey you know granted it it sucks right now but at least um, you can you know uh, um, but at least you can say when they do win hey I was there through everything
1: um, Archangel Pin said they don't they don't know how to close out games. Um, it's not even so much that I just think the, like we mentioned going back to what we were talking about a, a couple. of – I mean,
0: that's a such a that's such a weird no, question. I mean, who doesn't they? We mean by they like no. Team it's or it's, it's like, just
1: this team's not very
0: good constructed the way it is right now. It's not. So no. don't don't expect. I mean I mean too. I mean, so it's
1: not a very good team right obviously now. Obviously the not. guys
0: you were looking for to be that back end of the uh, the bullpen bud tree especially he's struggling right now. Yeah. So obviously if they can't close out games, is that a Robles job? No, because he's, he's. I mean, he's been closing out games when he's given the opportunity. So I think when you generalize and say, we, the Angels, don't know how to close out games, I think you're kind of generalizing it because um, six runs in, you know, the first three or four innings is usually a good way to start, and usually that's enough to kind of carry you through. You know, some guys are kind of going through issues. Some guys are kind of going through confidence issues. So, um, you know, you kind of just hope that, maybe not by not this year, but by the time next year comes around, they're able to get their confidence back. And obviously, Butchery can do it. He's, he's did it for the first half of the season should have been. And I think in both our opinions um, should have been an all-star, but for whatever reason, you know, struggle workload. Um, But yeah, so here's another, here is another question on our um, Instagram live, Ryan Baltazar. Oh, what have what have what have been some of your all time favorite Angel games you have attended? I think honestly, the first one that comes to mind. Obviously, was the one we were there. Yeah. All we obviously yeah. we were lucky enough. All three of us, Chris, um, John, and myself, were all at the um, first game back from the Tyler Skaggs death and the no hitter, the goodbye no hitter, and and the, that whole scene will by far, um, you know, even and I, I don't want to say say it. You know, right now, as a definitive, but I mean, it's gonna be something like a game seven World Series wow. walk off kind of hit that's gonna have that's gonna replace that. I mean, even wow. then, it's even then, it's I don't know, but other than that, um, what was it like two years ago? Um, was it? I think it was two years ago, two years ago, they did the uh, it was a day game. I think it was Seattle. They were playing. It was Fernando Rodney. The arrow. The arrow. Yeah, the arrow, there the arrow there game. Yeah, the arrow game where Fernando Rodney got like the first out and he shoots. Oh no! In the eighth inning. No, the eighth <laughs> inning. He closed out the eighth inning. They brought him in for a like a five out save. Yeah. So he closed out the eighth inning. He shoots his little arrow thing. Okay, cool, whatever.
1: At the Angels dugout. At
0: right. the Angels dugout. Yeah. So Pujols and Trout come up. I think you know Pujols or Trout gets on first, shoots an arrow because he, he gets an RBI. He thinks the Angels were down like three at the time. I think got tied it or yeah something, like, something that. like that. And then Pujols comes in and, and knocks uh, trout in, and trout in. And then he yeah. does the whole little arrow thing. And that was just by like the reaction from the fans and just kind of the whole, like, you know, chirping back and forth yeah. between the two teams with, that was definitely one of the best, um, games I've been to so that I person.
1: Me, I've, I've been to so many and like, I'm not even lying. Like I've, I've gotten so lucky to go to so many games where things have happened. Um, Game six of the World Series, I was there when the Angels came back. Yeah, Scott Spezio's home run, Gloss's double, all that stuff. I was there for that. Um, I was there for Game five of the ALCS when Adam Kennedy hit three home runs. I'll never forget that game. Um,
0: I would have went, but I wasn't even old enough to drive. <laughs>
1: I was there. I was at that game. I was at the game where um, Frankie Rodriguez broke the all-time save record, breaking Bobby Thigpen. I was there when Troy Percival collected three uh, save number three hundred. I was there when Jared Weaver threw his no-hitter. I was there. That when, would have been cool to see. Yeah. That. I was there when Mike Witt and Mark Langston pitched a no-hitter. I was probably like eleven years old. But the one game that stands out, and this is going to sound weird, and you guys, I I just mentioned all these freaking great games, and the one that stands out to me is the first time that I remember. Being at a walk off, I was, I think I was 12 years old, and the Angels were down. I want to say they were down four to three with Tim Salmon, where it was like the three, four, five hitters were up. And the first guy got out, but then Tim Salmon hit a double, and the next guy got out. And the next guy to come up was Eduardo Perez, and he was up to bat. And I was so down because I was a kid, I was 12, I always wanted my team to win. So they were down four to three with Tim Salmon, and the time run at second. Um, Tim Salmon's double like hit off the top of the wall. Because I was sitting right out there in that outfield in the general admission, so you could see the ball hit the wall. And I'm thinking, man, that's it. It's gonna. It's over. They were facing the. They were facing the Twins. They were facing Rick Aguilera, who at the time was like one of the greatest closers ever. He probably had like forty something saves at that point. And Eduardo Perez hits a two run shot. My first ever, me remembering a walk off run at twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Eduardo Perez. And I just remember the Angels jumping up and down. Right. And so that, to me, is the one that I remember the most. Vividly, I think it was yeah. the first, like, vivid uh, me being super excited for something. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've been to a handful of walk-offs. I've been to a um, god. It, I think it was even longer than two years ago. I think it might have been, like, four years ago. It was, like, an 18-inning game, um, and the Angels walked off. I forgot who hit it. He's not with the team anymore. Um, not too long ago? No, nah, it was, like, four or five years ago. Honestly like his last name was like Navarro or something. Oh,
1: uh, Daniel Nava?
0: Or oh, no, 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 Efren Navarro. Yeah, Efren Navarro. Hit like it was like an 18 yeah, yeah, game yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and me and my wife were just struggling my girlfriend at the time, she was uh, that's my wife now, uh struggling to, to stay, stay awake. Stay up. Yeah. God, it was so late and 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 all she kept they better win. I totally I, remember they better I totally win. remember that. They better win. And then for the first time I think this is like I don't think it's ever happened since. Um, it was the easiest way to get out of Angel Stadium. Oh, it it was there's there like maybe uh, 30, 40 cars. cars in the parking lot throughout the whole stadium. Uh, left yeah. everyone, everyone, just kind of started moving up towards home uh-huh. plate. And it was yeah, it was one of those games where it's like if I'm gonna invest this much time, so uh, yeah, yeah, someone better hit a walk off, and and he did, and that was that was really cool to I see. Want, but uh,
1: to answer Archangel Pence, he said he was there when they clinched in '86. I was there, and I was only five years old, but I do remember being there, but I don't remember like. Things about like what happened. Not that I was at that game, Burke. I was at Game Four of the '86 ALCS when Bobby Grich uh, hit a walk-off single to put the Angels up three games to one in that series. I remember being there, and I also remember you mentioned sixteen inning game, um, or eighteen inning game. I was at the um, the two games that David Eckstein hit back-to-back grand slams on back-to-back nights. He did. He hit the first one. I think it was a sixteen inning game. We started way up in the in the Boondi, like the 500s. 500s yeah we ended up right behind home plate when uh, there you go. Exxon hit that home just keep on working your down. way
0: down working your way down working yeah. your way down it's the best way to do it
1: and I think we left like out of the parking lot super quickly too that day
0: so we had a couple questions come through uh one of them was do you think we from Archangel Pence, so do you think the coal they should extend coal next year I think so I mean it's not technically an extension it's picking up an option picking so up an I option. mean so they don't have there's no really negotiation back and forth is whether or not you want to do it yeah um i'm for it i'm i'm kind of torn it's gonna have to be because the way i I
1: see it is where are you gonna get the he's almost at 30 home runs so where are you gonna get 30 home runs and 75 to 80 rbis in the free agent market
0: no and you're right i i I don't well if they get rid of cool it's not it's not going to come through the free agent market They're, they're outfielding Oh, yeah, through the system. But through I'm, the saying, system. I'm mean, saying
1: who are you going to come in that's going to provide all that? Good. Not to mention the runs he saves just from people not running on him. Right, yeah. I, mean, I get stuff, yeah. you know?
0: Um, I mean, you could probably get – you can probably get – if you get 30 home runs between uh, a platoon of players in that position, I mean, in the early yeah, season, I mean, you can get Goodwin out there. Again, uh, Michael Hermosillo isn't necessarily a power guy at all, but, again, uh, Goodwin's shown that he can have some pop. Um, I mean, regardless of what happens, obviously it's just a placeholder until Joe gets oh, yeah, ready. Yeah, obviously. And then that's going to be an issue whether or not he breaks camp with the Angels. But I do believe, even if he doesn't break camp with the Angels next year, I do believe um, he will be up there at some point in the 2020 yeah. season. So, yeah. now are you investing into Cole for him to sit on the bench and be a fourth outfielder with uh, with what I think is like $16 million Or do you let it go? You kind of hope you get by. Um, Because obviously, I mean, let's be honest. Cole has been a notorious slow starter. So maybe he gets hot late, yeah. But at the beginning of the season, you're not going to miss a whole lot of his production. You haven't had it the last couple of years. Um, So I think, you know, it's a tricky situation of how they feel with the progression. I think maybe how Joe does in the Arizona Fall League. I think that might have something to do with it if they feel he's a little bit further along. But it's definitely something to see. Um I, I just don't think Joe's ready yet. I, no. I think he's going to be ready. I don't think he breaks camp with the team yet. I think he's still super young. I mean, I know the hype around him is real, but when he got into Triple A with that kind of level of guys that have been in the major leagues, he struggled. Granted, a small sample size, but you kind of want to see him at see, least see his adjustments, see his adjustments, see him work through stuff. I mean, obviously he's going to be there. Obviously he's going to be there at some point. But you just, you know, I don't think it's going to be right when the uh, the team breaks for camp. Uh, another question we have on Instagram Live, and for our Instagram Live people, sorry that we're freezing up on you a lot because my internet connection sucks in this room. Maybe next time we'll do it in a different room. Um, Jacob.Matson27 uh, asked, uh, "What do you think that, who do you think the Angels will most likely sign in the off season?" And I think that's an easy question. That's just pitching, starting pitching. Yeah, I don't see them do anything else. It's hard to
1: pinpoint exactly who.
0: Right. I think they'll do pitching. Yeah. I just don't think they'll... Yeah. Um, you know, as far as, like, people are talking about catcher. I don't think catcher's that important. It's not that important. I don't um, think so. Bullpen arms, I don't think is that important either. Not if I think, the
1: starters can get you. Well, not only that, is, but, know.
0: I mean, fair, free agent starters are just – not starters, free agent bullpen guys are just so finicky, so one year they're hot, one year they're not kind of deal. So it's like do you want to invest in a – you know, obviously he's not gonna be a free agent, but Edwin Diaz got a ton of money this, or he got yeah. traded and got like an extension. And look, he's struggling. You got guys that are, have been uh, bullpen closure types. That um, Andrew Andrew Miller got a contract from uh, St. Louis, and I don't believe he's having nearly as good a year as people thought. So. Um, I think starting pitching is what you have to go through, and and that's the main thing. Uh, starting pitching, starting pitching, and starting pitching. Yeah, that's it. And then if you can get if you pick up a flyer on a couple guy like a good win like a Listella, like those guys, then yeah. But as far as uh, front line, who you're going to go out first, you have to go after the pitching aspect of it because that's just how that's how this team is going to be any good next year. It's going to have to um, fall on that pitching staff. Yep. That's all I got for that. So
1: we're at 100 on uh, yeah. on that. I mean, it, so
0: we're just about on the hour mark. So I think we're going to start winding down a little bit. before we go. We want to let you know that, um, the all angels podcast. Again, we're part of the armchair network. Um, but follow us also on our Twitter, our Instagram, halo underscore Haven on both our Twitter and our Instagram. Um, something coming out. I think I'm going to put it out Saturday. I did the interview today. I, I, t- I, I caught up with Brandon Marsh again. Um, uh, friend of the podcast It'll be his like his third or fourth time on the podcast. Yeah. Just caught up with him uh, at the end of the year, his year in mobile. So look for that on Saturday morning. I probably drop a Saturday morning. Um, but again, uh, follow us, uh, 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 subscribe, review, help us kind of spread the word of this. And, and again, if you have any kind of concerns, uh, questions, feel free to send us a direct message in those formats or send an email at all angels podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, season's coming to an end. We're now, we're kind of bouncing back and forth thoughts about how we're going to do next year. Um, If you have any suggestions or like a segment type of thing that we normally do, maybe you want to see a little bit longer or shorter, whatever, let us know, give us your feedback. We're all here to work things out and, and try to figure out what's going on. So again, um, hit us up at halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on Instagram. And then the all angels podcast at gmail.com is our email.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Again, thank you to our sponsors, my bookie and, uh, blue and, uh, armchair media network of podcasts, man, for, for putting, uh, putting their, uh, their, uh, commitment towards us. And again, the sponsors are the ones that kind of provide, uh, you know, sponsor the show and, 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 you know, get us, uh, get us, uh, I guess monetized, as, as, as some people would say. But anyway, other than that, man, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Hopefully next week will be a whole hell of a lot better. We'll not going to hold my breath on that one. I mean, though. they're
0: playing Chicago, and Chicago White Sox isn't necessarily the best team out there, so uh, maybe they can get a couple games, but we'll see. Not we'll going to hold my breath. Not we'll see how it breath. goes.
1: But anyway, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. We'll catch you guys next week. I'm Johnny Banks. I'm Dan Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast.
0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses ForgeFX
1: to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.